Chapter 2, Part 1, How I Really Feel About Drugs and Alcohol. This chapter, you guys, freaked out my staff. It was, it was really funny. If you um, read the book, and, and I go into, you know, I don't care if you do cocaine in Mexico, as long as you don't screw up my deal, uh, my, if you're my realtor, or I don't care if my dentist smokes weed, as long as my teeth are cleaned, <clears throat> they were like, wait a minute, all we do is care for people all day, every day. And, you know, our, our core values are about caring for people and helping people. What's going on here? How can you say this? And um, I, I feel a little bad because I think they got the wrong idea. You know, what I really meant to say, I, I should have, I could have said it better by saying something more like, I can't control what you do in your life. I can't. I can't control what substances you put into your body. I can't regulate your life, nor can any of us. We can't. It's up to all of us as individuals to make those decisions for ourselves. And thus, I do not feel like it is my duty to prevent that from happening. That would be a crazy idea to try to stop that. And at some point in the book, I, I, I used the example of a personal trainer who is fit and knows what's nutritious in their body and things like that. Do you think those people walk up to people who are obese and say, Hey, you know, you need to get it together. Well, they, no, that's rude. They shouldn't do that. They shouldn't tell people what to do with their own lives. They could have the best of intentions. Just like if I said, I don't want you shooting heroin. I have intentions. I want to help you. I want you to live a good life. And I think you're hurting yourself. You know, I can't stop that. I can't stop what you do. I can only try to help you, point you in the right direction. And I think what I'd like people to understand is to stop thinking black and white about this. Stop thinking drugs are bad. Because I'll tell you what, I've seen people who, who have that attitude that, oh, I don't do drugs, I don't smoke weed. That's for losers while they drink a bottle of wine every night or, you know, a bunch of hard alcohol. So look, alcohol, marijuana, cigarettes, cold medicine, pharmaceuticals, all these different things, everything, everything imaginable. These are substances. These are chemicals. People use chemicals to alter themselves for different reasons, whether they have a headache or they can't sleep or they want to be social, or whatever. Let's stop with the drugs are bad situation, because I think what ends up happening is we lose, it, it becomes a, a black and white moral issue. People alter themselves for a lot of reasons, but a lot of times when people get addicted, it's because life sober isn't working for them. And what I mean for that by that is, is that they are unhappy with what's going on in their life. They don't see a lot of hope. They don't see a lot of purpose or they're trying to, they're trying to lead a good life, but they're consumed by trauma or something from the past that is, they just can't get over. They can't sleep or something like that. So rather than say, well, if you can drink all the alcohol you want, but if you smoke weed, you're a bad person realize that maybe some people 
are, uh, you know, are, are taking that substance that you may not have taken uh, for whatever reason. Uh, some people will say that, well, you know, marijuana is uh, much more healthy for you than alcohol. And I would actually tend to agree with that. Uh, alcohol is one of the most damaging substances in America, not only for the person using it, uh, but for society as a whole, uh, when you look at uh, drunk driving and, and things like that. Uh, so, but I'm not condoning, uh, um, smoking marijuana or, you know, um, telling you you're bad if you drink alcohol, none of these things matter. It's, it's not black and white like that. Uh, it's just that people are using a substance for whatever reason. And if they are using that substance more and more and turning away from reality and turning towards being numb or being altered or being in this, um, state of, you know, I don't know, hallucinating or feeling really good chemically or whatever, Wh whatever effect is being had on their body and mind, it's because in their mind, life without it is worse than life with it. Well, that's the basic problem. Why does your life feel this way? Why are you not motivated? Why do you feel like you need to numb yourself? And those are the things that need to be addressed because if they, if you just put someone in a cage and did not allow them to use anything, but you didn't fix anything else, then there's, as soon as they get out of that cage, they're going to want to go back on that substance because you didn't tackle the reasons why they felt using that was better than not. You didn't address the trauma. You didn't address the situation. So the goal should be to try to figure out what can make life better for that person. And good rehabs will do that. They will try to delve into somebody's issues. A therapist could do that. Uh, you know, different different types of professionals could help somebody if they were not able to see that within themselves. Sometimes it seems very obvious. Let's say a person was very happy, um, well-adjusted person, and they join the military, they go off to war, and they come back, and they're a different person. Well, that's pretty obvious that something happened overseas that is ca had caused them trauma. And if you can't address that to the point where the person can move beyond that, then they are going to be unhappy and they're probably going to turn to substances. So it doesn't have to be war. It can be anything, but that's really what you want to try to isolate, not a moral issue of, oh, you're a piece of crap because you're taking this substance. No, come on, you guys. A person was a happy person and now they're not. They're coping with that unhappiness through medicating themselves. Let's figure out what happened. So that's my attitude, um, that people are going to do what people are going to do. And if I, I, if I wanted to try to control them, I'd be a really unhappy person. I'm here to help people who want help. Uh, I will say this too, that I think is important because people believe that, you know, these people are victims. I hate the word victims. So I do understand that if somebody is heavily addicted to fentanyl or heroin or, you know, so a substance like that, they are going to do things that they would not normally do. They're going to commit crimes that they would not commit in order to get that substance because their their body and brain are so addicted that the thought of not having the substance you know they would 
they would do anything for it. Their, that fight or flight mode kicks in as if they were defending their child against you know a, a savage wolf who's trying to eat it. They're, they're going to take that same type of intensity and put that towards getting their substance because in their mind, in their brain, in that state, it is life or death. I get that. I understand that. It does not forgive them for the crimes that they commit. I don't care what your reason was for stealing the car. I understand that being addicted to these substances cause that in you. It does not mean you should be forgiven, that you're just a victim and you should not go to jail or face those consequences. Uh, I mentioned several times I live out in rural Tennessee. These Every, every, almost everybody I know in this town carries a gun on them all the time. They certainly have guns in their home. If you break into somebody's home, it doesn't matter if you're doing it because you're addicted to heroin or fentanyl or whatever, you need to get your drugs. They are going to shoot you. You will die if you break into someone's home out here. And honestly, uh, that's how it, that's how it deters people from doing it. If there wasn't that deterrence, people would be breaking into homes here. Uh, it, they're not going to care, nor should you, why the person is doing that. If you have your children at home and some stranger breaks into your home, you are not going to ask, oh, well, does this person just want to get money because of some other reason or they're addicted and they're a helpless victim or slave to these substances? Do you think that matters? No, it doesn't matter. So... What I'm trying to say here is not some sort of a political statement about, you know, the right to carry or anything like that. That's, that's not my intention. My intention is, is that let's, let's not worry about what people choose to put into their bodies if they're not harming anybody, because that is not really a problem for society, is it? I mean, they may be legal or illegal on the books, but at the end of the day, if someone's in their own home doing something, not harming anybody... I really don't think people are going to care. Certainly the police are not going to do anything about it. If instead the attitude is, okay, some people take substances to alter themselves for various reasons. Uh, if they are addicted, of course, we would we'll want to help them. And the way that we help them is to try to figure out what went wrong and fix that trauma or heal it. However, as a society, we must protect ourselves from crime. And typically, people who are addicted commit crimes. So we need to be on high alert for that. And we need to be on high alert to try to do everything we can to prevent addiction. So I think that we should look at it that way. And that if we punish crimes when they're done that way, things will be much more clear. We didn't, uh, we didn't cause this poor, helpless, addicted person to make their life bad because they went to jail. They did that to themselves. They still have personal accountability no matter what they do. The guy that gets behind the wheel could be a perfect person in their life. However, they had a few drinks, they got behind the wheel, they need to, if they hurt someone, they need to pay the, the crime the same way as if someone was you know, shooting up heroin and, and, and got into a car accident in the same way. We've got to treat these crimes as they are. They are crimes. Um, and stop worrying about what people are doing to themselves. 
that's really what I meant when I when I said how I feel about the drugs and alcohol. You know, look, certain substances do different things. A, a psychedelic, you you take you take mushrooms, psilocybin. It, those people are not typically going to harm anybody. Uh, really, I, mean, I don't know if you know much about this. They're, they're probably going to walk in nature. They may stare at a flower for an hour, contemplating life. Uh, that is not, even though it's illegal on the books, that does not pose a risk to society. I'm more concerned about people being safe and people being okay and be, you know, not not going to get hit by a car or not being robbed uh, for money because the people are addicted. So. I, I just would really like people to understand that let's go after the crime, let's not worry about what people do to themselves, and let's try to help people who are addicted because those people are more inclined to commit crime. I hope that makes sense. I hope that communicates.